we are legends. In this 33rd episode of We Are Legends, the unofficial podcast for DC Legends Mobile, we discuss all the latest news around the new characters for July, find out what's lurking in the streets with have with a special guest, M4, and we also give some updates on our Summer Games contest. Unfortunately, Slow Beast wasn't able to attend with us, and also the world-famous Ogre Barbarian. was unable to join us as well. And with that, M4, I want to get to know you a little bit better. How long have you been playing DC Legends? A long time. I think I started about a couple weeks when the game came out. I think that's in November of 2016. Okay, yeah. So you've been you've been playing since the very beginning. And I know you yep. um you rock two accounts. You have a I would say uh, Dolphin, her baby whale account, and then your free-to-play account. Um, how do you uh, manage having yes. manage both of those? That's got to be tough. Well, it used to be. Uh, so the goal for that FTP account is uh, I was so jealous of my alliance mate at the time. Before G11 came out, they were level 60 and getting a ton of points in PvP. So I was like, all right, I'm missing out. So let me create this... Uh, F2P account and let's see where it takes me. And then G11 dropped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was a like a bummer. So all right, but I started, so I'm not gonna quit. All right, so took the long route, but I cheated. So I mentioned it to Reddit and got accused of being a cheater. <laughs> so I dropped. <laughs> like I, I dropped a hundred bucks to buy the uh, Wonder Woman gem deal at the time. So that gave me a head start. So once I hit levels, oh, so that was the time when we still have DS. So I got DS to G11, and then I just have a Bane and Grandi and MA and Loba, of course. And then everything is on cruise control. I just hit auto, watch Netflix, play my main account, and there you go. Easy top 100. Wow. Yeah, I noticed you've seen both your accounts in top 100 before, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, because I, I only play my FTP account when I play my main, and then it's on the side running on auto, so that's how I roll. <laughs> that's cool. And uh, where did your name come from, your in-game name? So, my it's the name I use for all of my gaming accounts. It's it's uh, how a toddler would pronounce my wife's nickname. So I don't want you to call me by my wife's nickname, so M4 would be fine. <laughs> and for those of you out there, um, I'm sure you've seen his name. It's M4YE, which a uh, pretty well-known well person that I'm sure you've seen on your board many a time. And uh, last question for you, so we'll keep this a little shorter since we're going to have you on all episode. Um, where are you from? I am in Texas, but I'm originally from the Philippines. Okay. And then, also, if you all haven't noticed today, we do not have Ogre or Slow with us today. So we have Kage, who's probably going to be doing a little bit more with us more frequently. And then um, M4 might be on joining us in frequent segments as well, as Slow Beast is taking a little bit of a step back. He's still going to stay involved in most shows, but 
he's got a lot of stuff going on in real life, and this has become a lot of work for him. And I'm a glutton for punishment, so I'm just going to continue on as normal. And I uh, wanted to mention, too, Kage, I've been seeing you everywhere. It's like you're a celebrity now. Um, oh, what's going celebrity. on? Celebrity. <laughs> I thought I wasn't a celebrity. What, what was that? I don't even know what's going on now. <laughs> well, we decided we're just going to force it. And um, <laughs> you can send the money to my PayPal account. I appreciate that. Okay. Yeah. All the all the what's it called? The uh, royalty fees. <laughs> exactly. And then uh, <laughs> and I've also seen and I don't know how familiar you are with this M4, but I've seen that you have uh, discovered Prim Talk. I have. (laughs) (laughs) Kage almost got roped in. And um, for those of you out there that aren't familiar, we have uh, an alliance mate who's very, very well-known, Prim, who um, has a way... I I honestly believe he is the most dangerous supervillain out there. And he has a way of roping you in deep into his net. And then, yeah, it it, it almost got there last night. (laughs) I was just watching my chat blow up, and I'm driving. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I, I don't have time to text anymore. I, I got to log out. Well, on the next topic, let's talk about the July characters. Um, I know we don't have a whole lot of information yet. I'm just going to make my uh, couple predictions on what they sound like based on what they gave us. Uh, it says here, Wonder Girl punishes those who be, try to become gods by artificial means. So I'm, my guess is she's going to be a buff stopper. Uh, what comes to mind is uh, Steppenwolf. She's probably going to stop Steppenwolf. Power Girl teams, teams that do a lot of self-buffing. Yeah, I would think that um, you might be on a might be on the right track. That sounds sounds like she could be good against Clayface teams. Tons of buffs. Oh, there. I hope. I hope. I hope. I am so tired of fight, fighting in PvP. Yeah, that or would Spotify. be that would be really cool if that's what she does. Um, Giganta. Let's see says here grows in size and when her allies are in danger she uses a huge size to distract enemies i'm not sure what that means it sounds like she taunts um guessing it's probably like a cross between clayface and lobo i'm not sure yeah that does sound she does sound like she probably has some kind of taunt which i would love to see that because as much as i I'm sick of Harley. I mean, I just see her everywhere. I mean, she's a great character, so which, but I'm just tired of seeing her. And then Lobo, I like him. I think he's a good character, but I'd like to see, uh, I'd like to see more taunters in general across the board. But I would like to see a taunter that can hopefully hold up to Starfire, and we could put slot her into more teams. So we have a red uh, physical character that you can put into different comps that hopefully can hold up to her. Any thoughts, M4? I don't know if they're going to release a free tune that can counter Starfire this early. So I have doubts on how effective uh, Wonder Girl would be against Starfire, but then I could be wrong. I mean, Wonder Girl has got the uh, affinity advantage, so... Well, that, that didn't stop stop Etrigan from killing Reds, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, Etrigan will kill Starfire really quick. I mean, we've seen the Red Robin to Etrigan double swipe. Starfire's dead. Well, you still need some kind of luck. If he doesn't uh, double basic, she, she survives. And with a Superman lead, she can get those DIs early. 
Yeah, that's true. I have been using the Hype Dog special, though, and doing Hired Gun Deadshot, Red Robin, Etrigan, and that seems to almost always kill her, all the ones I've run across anyway. Yes, and it's and I call it uh, kiss your defensive log goodbye. Exactly. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> <laughs> I like um, Silver Banshee against her as well. Oh, yeah, she's good. You know, whenever I run uh, Constantine with uh, Starfire, my defensive logs are great. And my Constantine's only G10, so... Constantine's just... He's so good on defense. Dude, yeah. I really want to take him to gear 11 soon. You definitely, I don't yeah. think you'd be disappointed with that. It's just, with uh, the thing with Constantine, though, is that you have to apply a taunt on teammates, so you kind of need a gear, gear 11 roster to really make that work. So on to the reworks. What do you guys think of the... First of all, talk about Dr. Poison. Doesn't I, I didn't see what was wrong with her kit before, other than she was kind of slow to apply bleeds, and you, you wouldn't be able to benefit off her heals until later in the match when everyone's bleeding out. So my guess is she's prob- they're prob- probably going to pump up her uh, how much bleed she applies, or like a, a passive, oh, you took a turn, you're bleeding now. Yeah, I'm kind of confused with Dr. Poison, because, yeah, most of the time when they announce a rework, I have kind of an idea what they're going to do but for dr poison i'm stumped i don't know what they're going for yeah it's hard to say because she's right now i feel like her biggest the biggest problem i have with her is that she is a little bit squishy and she's so slow that you really need you have to have other bleeders and you have to have other bleeds before she'll be able to do anything so and right now her kit is very confusing. I mean it's the block attacks on her abilities. So I'm hoping that they make it a little more simple to understand exactly what she does and how to do it. And then seeing how you, how she's gonna end up working afterwards. Do you remember her kit before she was kind of nerfed? Well, vaguely. Yeah, me too, vaguely. <laughs> I know she was <laughs> dealing a ton more bleeds and damage before, but I kind of fuzzy on what exactly I think her was. AoE, if I remember correctly, her AoE didn't need, like it was doing what it's supposed to do once there's a bunch of bleeds on there, but it was doing it before then, so you were nuking teams with her AoE. And, but that is kind of her strength still, so I'm hoping she can still do something along the, where she does something along those lines, keeps her heal immunes. Um, they, I guess they could go a couple routes, whether they could either make her so she does more bleeds, or make it so she does more healing, one or the other, because right now it feels like her heals are kind of an afterthought. I mean, they do yeah. okay, maybe, but they don't do much. Maybe she can do some overheal. Yeah, that would be nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. And then I, then you can I run her with Starfire. With, <laughs> so. I was, I was um, playing with her kid uh, back when heal humanity wasn't really a big deal, so I never really took that upgrade. And now I, I'm seeing why you kind of need the, with all the revivers going around, the it's only problem is that it's happen. random, so it you sometimes it's great, sometimes it doesn't land on the right people. Yeah, I'm honestly kind of nervous about these reworks because uh, the past couple months weren't very lackluster, and, or, or, or pretty lackluster. Well, I mean, Blue Beetle wasn't really. I didn't like the Blue Beetle rework, but um, I just blanked out who the other rework was. Tara. Oh, yeah, I guess Tara. I mean, Tara, I like the rework, but it, she's still a niche character. And then, um, yeah, I guess Killer Frost and Hawkgirl, they were good, but they, they were improved, but they still aren't great. So I yeah. guess before that, I mean, Batgirl and um, Black Canary, I really like those reworks. Those were much better. 
especially back yeah then. we can't make everyone like pain right i mean ra would be unplayable if we make every tune <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah yeah but bane and swamp thing those were those were the two big reworks of the year i guess pot would be one Deathstroke and Harley were kind of. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They they shook PVP up for a long time. Yeah, and Harley yeah. still. Ugh. Yep, she's still up there. Supergirl, uh, I'll be very interested to see what they do with her. So for for the newer players, hey, can you tell what tell the audience why Supergirl was so special back in the day? Well, back in the day when, well, one because Crit was so potent back in the day that she would also she would prevent this was even before aquaman and then later she kind of had a revival again but before aquaman she she would provide crit immunity which at the time emerald archer green arrow and castaway green arrow would just aoe aoe if you were lucky enough to survive that then you would have another aoe usually come from some other character so it would be like wonder woman coda would do her aoe and then your team's usually dead because pvp only lasted a couple turns especially a couple uh, yeah a couple turns at the high levels so with supergirl you would if anybody got a crit off which you know a lot of times they didn't always she would stack up strength and then she would use her boulder and everybody would die and that was pretty oh. much <laughs> i mean that was pretty much how she worked and then yeah. she would cast death immunity on the rest of the team, and if if anybody lived, and then I mean she was super potent, right? So that was she her. Was, yeah, she was good for maybe one or two turns. But now, since matches are longer, so after that boulder, she just sits there and become a liability with her basic. So you will proc all of those counter tunes, and then would apply buff immunity. Uh, no, Crit immunity was it? No, it's crit downs, but it's just like teensy weensy damage. Yeah, her base so, is just a little damage that. So I mean, that's why she hasn't been usable for a long time. But she was a top tier character. She was actually my first legendary five. Oh wow! Back when it was really difficult to gain legendary essence. Do you, do you still remember the boring meta? Supergirl, RF, uh, Wonder Woman, and Castaway. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That was uh, such a frustrating, annoying meta for a while. I know. It took me a while to get a counter from Dr. Fate, and then it went great from there. Once Livewire came out, it shook that one up. Uh, yes. She also helped a lot. But before that, that was a difficult team to take on. And I remember getting so mad at Castaway Green Arrow, procking his stupid double arrow, and killing everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was the bane of everyone's existence. He was as bad as... Actually, I would say... I don't even know. Well, maybe not as bad. But he was he was worse at for a long... And probably longer than Deathstroke. I mean, he was on every single team, no matter what. Yes. Wow. I agree. Until, yes. Reverse Flash neutralized him a little bit. But then when Wonder Woman DOJ came out, she started protecting him. Because that was the first real taunter. So then you couldn't reverse flash and kill Castaway anymore. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I kind of joined at the tail end of the uh, all these metas, so I never really was aware of all these different teams or lack thereof. Yeah. So I'm interested to see what they do with Supergirl. That from based on her what's written about her, she doesn't sound very different. So she might be the one that kind of gets the the minor bump, but it's hard to say what they're going to do with her. 
I'm not sure exactly what they could do that kind of fits her kit that would be different. She's she's the one I'm the most unsure about. So maybe they can make her basic special damage. That would be a start. Yeah, or you know, up the damage on it because so, it's pretty bad. I could see something along those lines. I could see her, you know, getting the Jessica Cruz treatment and instead of doing like point zero two damage, they bump bump her up by a million. Yeah, that'd be nice. She um, she definitely could. Use honestly, it. honestly, with the uh, with the theme they're going for with Wonder Girl with buff stopping, I wonder if uh, Supergirl is gonna start applying these like immunities, like bring out new a new mechanic, like uh, I don't know, prevent you from creating uh, uh, not a new mechanic, but I guess apply a ton of uh, new debuffs along those lines. So like dish out more crit downs and strength downs. Well, it says on here it says Supergirl jumps into battle to protect her team from devastating attacks and strikes back with non-discerning hits. So I wonder if she has some kind of counterattack or something along those lines. So like a Wonder Woman Coda type of uh, retaliation AOE. Maybe something. Yeah, that's that's kind of what it sounds like. Because before her retaliation is based off of the meter up that you gain when you get a crit on your team. So. Oh, so someone gets hit with a crit, she like buffs up and then hits everyone with an AOE. That'd <laughs> be kind of cool. That'd be awesome if she just threw a boulder every time. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I doubt they do that, but that would be awesome. Uh, they, I would be uh, so scared uh, of that. <laughs> yeah, just what we need another energy character. <laughs> yep. Her Power Girl and Starfire physical characters will never survive again. <laughs> Honestly, I was kind of surprised they did another energy character after so many energy characters over the last couple months. I just, I just want to get rid of the Robin meta. That's, that's all I care about. Oh, Robin meta is already dead with Starfire. <clears throat> I'm serious. <laughs> You're, I, I, the couple, the handful of times, and I haven't seen him in a long time. The Robin, Red Robin teams. I just, Steppenwolf, Starfire, they're all dead. You didn't really need Steppenwolf. But if you want them to make sure they're going to die, bring in uh, Deadshot, Harley, and uh, um, uh, Starfire. Yeah, I mean seriously, they, I that that used to be the team. I'm like, oh, that's gonna be a pain. Now it's the team. I'm like, oh, great, they'll die quick. Starfire. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she seriously, she nukes the crap out of them. I I used to rely on Jessica Cruz to nuke them, but I was it would be pure RNG if. Red Robin would come over and slap her with some buffy immunity, and then I couldn't really, you know, buff up and nuke everyone. Well, on the, the next topic, I do want to talk briefly about Blue, Blue Beetle. And I do want to apologize to anyone that saw my video on the in-game forum and decided to gear him up before I put my PSA out, because he's still not a great character, but he is usable with and I kind of speculated on this and talked to other people about it um, because he has such high crit damage he's just got a low crit chance that with crit heavy teams <clears throat> and blue beetle maxed out he can do some pretty nutty damage so he's not quite as bad as I originally thought he was um, you'll see a lot of video in the YouTube version of this and if you've already been on the in-game forums <laughs> I had one match where I was recording and everything just fell right and blue beetle crit on everything and he nuked the entire team which Made it a very quick, good match. So I've been having a little bit of fun with him. And the other use I did find that he's pretty useful for is there's so many characters like Power Girl and Starfire that have 
death immunity, and he will remove all of that. So that's quite useful with his AoE. With Power Girl, she can just reapply it. Yeah, she'll, yeah, she'll reapply it, but it will at least remove it, and occasionally you can kill her right away if if she doesn't reapply it immediately. Yeah. Have you played with her yet, M4? Argo? Not him, I'm sorry. Uh, Blue Beetle. Nope. I still think he sucks. Yeah, he's not great, but he's usable. Um, against shield teams, he can be pretty good. He's not... I, I mean, there's still better options, but... I think um, Blue Beetle would be good in a PvE, like a 6-day or 10-day challenge, where um, if you put, throw in Steppenwolf and took his leader, those crit ups uh, last for 10 turns. So when you, on long PvE matches, where you get a chance to stack those crit ups, I think Blue Beetle would see some uh, mileage out of that, but... Obviously, there's better blues to run, like Swamp Thing and right. Aquamoa. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. the problem. There's been such good mystics that have come out with Swamp Thing, Etrigan, um, Constantine. I mean, they just, they're just they so good that it makes... You don't want to gear anyone else. Yeah, I'd, still, I'd rather <laughs> take them against shielded characters, which is kind of sad. That is that's what his... Really, really sad. Be. Yeah, I can't think of anything good about Blue Beetle. I don't know. I just feel bad for the for the dev guy who makes these characters. He's like, oh, this this kid's going to be awesome, and no one likes it. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish they hadn't removed. When they made his change, I wish they wouldn't have got rid of his crit ups because they gave him a little bit more survivability, which, I mean, he did kind of need. But now I'd, I'd rather just have the extra damage. And they actually, on the oddsman, they were, I just listened to that, um, and they were talking about the exact same thing. It, the, I'd rather him just do more damage against shielded characters because... Eventually, the game will have more shielded characters, and you may find more use for him. Yeah. Oh, um, I mean, I, I would oh. think that it would be more lanterns or something, eventually. I think what they could have done was, uh, instead of making a, a legendary upgrade for his men's to kick in, to just give it to you. Because I thought uh, when he was bugged on his, on his initial release, I thought that was pretty cool to uh, make him tankier. Yeah, that would have been good. I... I doubt, I mean, he may get the Grodd treatment where he's made slightly better, but I doubt they're going to spend a whole lot of time on him. And honestly, I'd much rather they worked on PvE content or something else than worry about Blue Beetle. But yeah. for the handful of people out there that really like Blue Beetle as a character and want to make him work, he's still usable. I mean, you, you can make him work with crit teams. Higher gun Deadshot. You'll see probably a good 10 or 20 matches where I'm using him against a ton of teams, um, even against a Constantine team where he actually did decent, so... He can be usable. But anyway, let's head over to the seedier part of town with Kage, who's going to be doing our Streets Are Talking section. He's our new intrepid reporter. He's also famously known for his underground cage fighting ring. What do you got What do you got for us? What are the streets saying? Uh, <laughs> streets been quiet after, uh, after the Starfire PvP week, honestly. Um... Obviously, the same people just want to nerf Etrigan or Starfire, but, you know, you're always going to have people who cry and nerf. Other than that, there's really not a lot of noise with uh, P with uh, Blue Beetle's PvP week. Sad to say. Uh, Grud, Grud seems like people are picking up a little bit. The PvP numbers seem a little bit higher. You I know what? Actually, I lost to a Grud team the other day. 
I was so shocked. He's not as bad as people like since they changed his gear set. He's actually not terrible. Um, and I have what's kind of funny is I have noticed, and I'm gonna actually mess with him more this week now that I I wanted to mess with Blue Beetle, but now I'm gonna start messing with Grodd. I noticed that whenever I have him as leader and I've played around with him, I notice my defensive log seems to suddenly get a little bit better. So I'm wondering because he has that high stun chance, and on defense, I'm sure he always stuns, as the AI always has the advantage. Did you run him with, was it that uh, Grodd, Starfire, Harley team you were running? Yeah, I did Grodd, Starfire, Harley, and then usually Catwoman. Or not Catwoman, um, what is the fourth? Grodd, Starfire, oh, Etrigan. Etrigan. Oh. Because I wanted, okay. I was doing the Intelligence Up buff team. But I wanna, I'm want i going to mess with some stun-heavy teams, too. Have you yeah, played I with them at all? I want to try him with uh, Shazam. Because he stuns and can offer some protection. I'm just I screwed up a legendary, so I'm waiting for Monday to get his basic legendary, so I can deal with Starfire and Etrigan. Yeah, I I want to take him to legendary five. I still need like 80 shards, and I I didn't take his three, which I think is probably the worst one. But I I do like getting the extra agility up just to give him a little bit more survivability. Granted, that doesn't work against all these intelligence-based characters, but it will be yeah. will be something. Yes. Sadly, I took it first, because I usually take the AI into consideration when taking my legendaries, and he seems to open with it, so that's those three agility apps kind of helps. But not I in the I had an alliance mate run Grodd with uh, tanks like Grundy to make them tankier. I mean, that that could be... You can probably try to play with that. Yeah, I haven't played Grundy in a really long time. I need to bust him out. But I want to... He disappeared with Deathstroke. <laughs> yeah. You see him on these rare occasional teams as kind of a feeder, but that's it. Um, moving on, we... M4 wanted to ha had a couple topics that we were discussing that I thought were really interesting. So I wanted to... You, first topic you want to talk about was just some quality of life changes he'd like to see in game. Um, if you want to go into that a little bit, M4. Yeah. So one is the gear gear maps events. So you know how it's painful to go back to the map and replay and then go back in again. So I'm sure a lot of people is looking for having this change from the devs since. It's going to help a lot since there's a lot of tunes that you need to gear. So I'm sure everyone loves that. And then the other one is, you know, in the shop when you look when you long press the shard tune, you know how many you need and what you have. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, it doesn't do that for the gear mats. So let's say you're going to the shop and then. For the Alliance shop, you see Source Spark, for example, and then it says Quantity 3, right? And then I long press on it, and then lo and behold, it tells me it's going to give me 3, something I already know. What would have helped if it tells me how many I have? So I don't have to go into a tune and see how many of those of that map that I have. Yeah, that would be really nice. Or maybe like a, you can add like a, like an inventory icon where you can like see all of your because there's a there's an inventory icon with for all your XP mats. So why not have an inventory icon of all of your you know gear mats 
lay it out right. for you so you know which what to get. Right. But this one I'm asking for is, I mean, it's an easy change. Right. right. Yeah, I hear you. And then the last one is really helpful for everyone trying to choose a legendary. So I was hoping we can see the cooldown and the duration of the buffs and debuffs when we have the tunes, especially for the legendaries, because right now we have to wait for Hape or Alexi to tell us, hey, how long does this buff stay on for this tune? So I was hoping we can just make the decision for ourselves if the kit if the kit is, you know, visible in the app itself. Yeah, that is one thing that I know I've been wanting to know and I think Ogre has asked for it many times. He's the favorite child, so um, he still hasn't gotten it. So, so we will get it. <laughs> so we. So because Ogre made the request, we'll get it. <laughs> uh, we're hoping. But yeah, that would be something that I think everybody really wants to see because that that does have a big impact on what you're gonna upgrade. Yeah, it yeah. does. And then the other thing you mentioned was um, you brought up alliance missions, and I definitely um, agree with you on this topic. Okay, so this might be unpopular, but what I I really want removed is the PVE alliance because it's honestly it's just a chore. I don't think there's any skill involved. Really, there isn't. You just get those four tunes, hit auto, and then watch Netflix, and then oh, okay, press again. So and also from WB's. Uh, bottom line i don't think it helps them because you can just take any under geared tune and then just you know slog through pv and that's it so i was hoping that only the pvp alliance missions would be kept and then also make the pvp matter to the alliance so let's say world's finest gets a bonus alliance points top 35 and top 100 so, I mean, it's a real alliance war as opposed to who has more gems that they can spend and have more patience to run alliance missions. I really like that idea of having, you know, not not so much the points you get from the PvP, but your ranking in the end of PvP, I think would be um, fantastic with alliance. I mean, I guess right. Right. I'd like to, I, I agree with you, I'd like to see an overhaul of the alliance missions because, like you said, <laughs> I know a lot of people like the PvE missions because that's where they get their points and that's how they can contribute to the Alliance, but it's very boring. So maybe if there's something new that could come out, um, the fabled day we get some kind of raid or um, harder PvE content or something along those lines that could make Alliance missions more more engaging. And if you have the characters, why not just let a Speed Force through it? Why do we have to sit through it? <laughs> so. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So what... Uh... What exactly did you have in mind for raids? Because I, I see everyone suggest a raid uh, or blitz, and I'm not sure what 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 would it look like. What would it look like? Well, I know some people. A lot of people have talked about on Marvel Strike Force how you know, a lot of people really don't like it. The raids in that game, and based on what I've heard, and granted, I haven't played them, so I, I couldn't tell you. It sounds like it's just kind of a grind fest for gear. Um, there's these weird thing called lanes that everybody's screaming at each other for. And, um, so I'm not a big fan of however they do it. So one of the bigger suggestions, and I, I think I would like better for an app style game is having kind of like a world boss that everyone chips away at 
and then eventually defeats type of thing. Um, I've heard that there's, I guess, a good raid setup in um, Star Wars, the Star Wars version of, you know, the turn-based Star Wars game that this game is very similar to. And a lot of people seem to really enjoy that one. So I don't know if either one of you have either played either one of them, but um, that that route sounds like the more interesting route, in my opinion. Uh, the only thing that comes to mind was uh, Pokemon Go, where there's a legendary Pokemon out there you have to go drive to, and everyone chips away at it with their Pokemon. But, I mean, I guess that's kind of in the same boat. Any thoughts, M4, on what you would like to see in a raid? or? Yeah, I, I would love something like that, and then also gives us a chance to, you know, get those big heavyweight bosses like like, like uh, Darkseid or Brainiac. One thing I thought about that could be really neat is have, and it would be coordinated through the team, is have just an endless amount of waves that progressively get stronger and stronger and stronger. And basically your points determine how many turns you can get through it with your entire alliance. So say... You know, and each wave progressively gets harder, so you, you wouldn't spend your entire life doing it. But it, it's open for the entire week, and then it's like red alerts where your roster dies, and then it's gone. And then as as each of your characters die, it get, the next wave shows, the next wave shows, and then so say for example, if I can finish ten waves, and then a newer player can only finish two, we have twelve points, or you know, however they determine that, and that would be an huh. interesting way to earn points. That in would the be really, yeah, that would be really interesting. And then yeah, keep it away from being t- PvE, PvP, so you're not just fighting PvP characters, you're fighting, you know, bosses and different large waves characters. I think that would be a fun, interesting way to do it that would keep it from getting super stale. And you could do it. And then, like you guys said, I want to see shards for, like, a dark side that you can't buy in the shop. You can only get through these waves. And they can even have energy that you... You know, some way that the game earns money on it. Like, you get so many tokens, you can buy more to a certain degree, I guess. Yeah, see, that's the problem. If you buy more, then it kind of just pay to win. So you don't want to necessarily go that route for raids. Um, but it needs to have an element. Well, I guess they would make money on you needing to upgrade your characters to get through further wa- waves. So yeah, that's kind of right. how they went. Right. But you and don't want the prize to be purchasable. Yeah, and also make yeah. tunes that are PvP-centric, like... Let's say a Doomsday who kind of sucks at PvP but would be awesome at, in PvE, right? Yeah. Yeah, but then everyone just throw Doomsday in there and just call it a day, right? Well, they, nah, I mean, they they would need to, they would have to be smart about it because you would have, you know, Etrigan and Doomsday just massacring everything. But, you know, these waves are going to have heal immunity. They're going to have debuffs where they could just completely remove stacks of debuffs in one hit type of thing, you know, to keep oh, that. Oh, kind of like, yeah, I think, uh, in the hero challenges, there's these uh, tank, these titan monsters that they taunt, and then they just suck up all the buffs in the, the arena. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, those something along battle. those lines. It would make it, it would it would make it so that, you know, it's really challenging. You really got to think through each wave, and you know they could always adjust it if it becomes too easy for people, type of thing. Yeah, you know, gives, yeah, that sounds really cool. Gives you a reason to gear out your characters. I think. Um, Another reason to gear out your characters is uh, tr- kind of adjust red, red alerts a bit. I think people are hesitant on upgrading the characters. I know I was because I didn't want to mess up my red alerts. So what you do with red alerts, I think, what you should do is have like the first four waves be like kind of be a, a, a give me wave, and then uh, the next four would be you know characters would be 
enemies would be around your level, around your roster level. And then the last four would be just harder, you know, a gear or two above your, your team. And yep. I think that would encourage you to uh, start gearing out your characters. Yeah, I, I like that idea. What what I think they could do is they could keep red alerts the way they are, and then when you finish, when you complete when you complete complete red alerts, it kind of gives you like a legendary red alerts that is significantly harder. In that, so say I'm a level forty player, when I complete red alerts, the next wave is going to be the gear eleven. You need to have gear eleven to compete, survive wave, and then oh. and then those progressively get harder, but they give rewards that somebody like for example and that's one thing i don't like about red alerts now and granted this is a little bit wish casting is to have it so that there's rewards like fifty thousand green essence and you know things that you actually want you know decent not two thousand green essence um one suggestion that i made a while ago and i would love to see if they don't want to go through that they don't want to add it you know they got legendary events or something else planned that they're working on and they don't want to take design space away from Red alert is just make node 11 or node 12 instead of just giving character shards, you know, have those last two nodes be something worth getting. Like, let's just say the the 10th node gives you 50,000 green essence and the 11th node gives you a life or death ring or one of each. That oh, way, because yeah. right now, I don't know about you guys, but I know most people just lose 10 times in a row and get their blue hope because we don't need those character shards at all. Right. Oh, I still play every day because that's where I play around with my comps. Yeah, I mean, I used to do that a lot. Um, just lately, I just haven't had the urge because I, and I have learned a few characters that were good for that, and I probably should be doing it because I mean, it's almost three thousand free gold a month when you add it up. But it just it seems like there's not quite enough incentive when you don't need any character shards to force yourself to go through the whole thing. And maybe I'm in the minority, but I, most people I talk to seem like that's what they do is just lose 10 times and collect. Um, the last one of the one of the other topic and hold on, let me get my phone ready for this is I was listening to the Oddsmen and their latest podcast. And I noticed that um, Doombox finally admitted something that he's been fighting us on for a while. And I want you all to take a listen if you haven't had a chance to listen to him yet. I wouldn't say that she's overpowered. I would say that she's definitely strong. I don't think she's as meta-defining as the likes of Castaway back when he was big, or Etrigan, as much as I hate to say it. So Doombox finally admitted Etrigan is (laughs) 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 meta-defining. I just had to play that for everybody. Um, I know he'll be thrilled to hear that I put that on here. Good for you, Doom. I'm, I'm glad you are starting to come around at the meta. You're finding out which characters are uh, are more efficient than others. So props to you, Doom. And uh, the great on the great crossover episode that will be upcoming over the next month or two, and we will have some podcast changes that we're going to be enacting that we'll be announcing in the next couple weeks that will improve both of our podcasts, I believe. And then on the last topic is our Summer Games Contest. I wanted to thank everyone who sent in submissions so far. On the next podcast, we will be announcing the winners. So I do need your submissions in. Actually, it won't be next podcast. It'll be the podcast after. So I will need your submissions in by July 9th. I think that's when I How many submissions have you had so far? I've had quite Uh, a few. And one thing I want to mention to everyone is that I noticed on Reddit, I see contests contest submission in brackets but i need uh please tag me on those because 
they get lost in all the threads that appear in Reddit, or if anybody sees a thread that I'm not tagged on, if you, you or any of you are on there a lot, Kage, if you could just tag me on there so I can see them. I've seen some really awesome submissions, so definitely a really cool contest, and we will be um, talking those. I'll be, if you post it on YouTube, I'll be linking those to the episode when we announce the winners. So thanks again for sending those in. It's been really neat seeing some of these crazy comps that I've seen. I mean, I've seen some ridiculous stuff. And now let's step into the arena and recognize the top PvP performances since the last podcast. The weekend arena, the showdown arena, was for Reverse Flash. The world's finest was Paladin Siphon at 7,719 points. Holy crap, I can't even believe that's correct. I'm going to have to double check that one because that seems extremely high. He obviously really wanted some reverse flash. The top 10 cutoff was 2,727 points. Top 35 was 1,857. And top 100 was 1,467. The most recent Wraith Arena, which was Blue Beetle. The world's finest was our alliance mate Miller Time with 5,705 points. He really wanted himself some Blue Beetle. Top 35 cutoff was 2,750 points, and top 100 cutoff was 2,386 points. The top alliances for the week. The top alliance was Justice League Inc. with 105,645 points. They've really been um, kicking butt and taking names lately. And the top 10 cutoff was 55,258 points. Been seeing a lot of new names on the alliances, um, some heavy hitters. So definitely um, for the people out there saying the game is dying, I'm not seeing it based on tracking all these points. And honestly, I might have agreed with you that it seemed like the game was dipping pretty heavily. But when you look at the point totals for the top alliances, it seems like the points are pretty high. So people are still playing quite a bit, which is a good sign. Good for the game. And I think that's it. Either one of you guys have anything else you wanted to discuss? Today? No, then uh, I'm good. And I'm good as well. All right, thanks for being on M4, and thanks again for being on again, Kage, since your your um, fame and notoriety has been growing exponentially lately. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks for the invite. And thanks for having me here, hey. No problem. Do you like the show? Consider becoming a patron and get a special show each month, our special Q&A episode. It's only a dollar to have access to this. Check it out at patreon.com. We are our legends. Thanks for listening. <laughs> You're not going to say anything? We are legends.